Blog Talk Radio. Amen. Amen. This is the Royal Blue X radio radio show. Uh, featured on Chaos Blog Talk Radio. Uh, the owner of that is Elder Oliver, and we do appreciate you, sir. Thank you for this opportunity and the platform that you provide. And may God continue to strengthen you in your life, strengthen you in your word, strengthen you in the things that you're doing for Jesus. And, and Father God, we appreciate you for what you do and how you do it uh, in your time and not in ours. The expected time is with you and not with us. And we thank you for uh, this platform. Uh, we thank you for all that you do for others, uh, creating a platform for them also. And it's through you, by Jesus, that this thing is uh, going on right now, man. And I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for it, and I'm happy for you. And I thank God that uh, he is recovering you, uh, that he is protecting you, and that he is taking care of you and watching out for you. Oh, that's a whole lot right there, right there, right there. We ought to just be able to end the show with that. But I thank God for what he's doing for you, opening your eyes to certain things, opening your eyes to the things that were hidden, and making plain and clear for you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, sir. All right. So this is the Royal Blue Head Radio, what is it, broadcast or cast or radio show. I don't know what y'all folks call it right now. Uh, but I, kn- I know I do have my wife on, Evangelist uh, Ricky Bluette. And I think I have my middle daughter on, uh, Vanessa Dion Bluett, who I call 90. And I'm not sure if anybody else is on. Is anybody else on besides the two that I just mentioned? Nani? You said besides the two. So, yeah, I'm one. Hey. We really want to make sure that you're on. What about Aja? I'm texting her now. Okay. All right. My lovely wife, are you on? Can you chirp or say something? I'm texting my pages outside by the, in my backyard. They flew out my body. All right. You just chirped. I believe it. All right, so uh, last week we was talking about, uh, I think it was in the book of James, chapter 2. For some reason, I cannot find my notes from last week. Uh, But by just having the evangelist Bluette on and my future evangelist Vanessa on, who I call 90, they're going to help me get through this. So I think last week we started at James chapter 2, and the verse we started at, I believe, let's see. I don't know what where we started at last week. I think Hello, I know where can we Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I believe you started at like 14 or 15. It, it was 14. It was 14. It was. All right. So and then we'll. We ended and then off we on 20, 21. Huh? 
I was saying then we ended off on 21. So we stopped at verse 20 and need to go through, start at verse 21. So it's saying verse 14. All right. I appreciate that, sweet. I don't know what I did with my notes, my book. Um, and I'm not usually one to misplace anything. Mm, mm. That's what happens when you judge. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's Let the Lord what? flow. Okay, oh, that's, that's I got to hear what the evangelist said. What you I said, said that's, what, that's what happens when you judge. And a lot of times, God just wants you to, to just flow in the, in his spirit. Just just flow with what God gives you. You don't always have to be politically, um, um, I, won't, I don't want to say correct, but politically going line upon line as what somebody else wrote. Give what God gave you. And flow well, well, the thing the thing that was wrote years ago is the explanation of those uh, scriptures, and then we elaborate on them as God gives us um, a will to do. I I, I love to give the plain uh, version of it, and then we expound on it. Uh, but you know, if, if God will use us tonight, you know that. I, I, I welcome that. I, I love to give what is actually saying by the scholars who interpreted it, uh, which is true. So, so. But it's also I, called living word. It is. It is a living word, but it lives after you understand it. It doesn't right. live after this theory. Right, but give the understanding, but also give the living word and what God has given you also. That's, that's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not saying nothing else, that you're wrong the way you do it, because that's the way you teach, and that's the way people know you of being a teacher and a scholar of God's word, and that's why everybody loves your teaching. I, I, I got that, but I love to give what the scholars came up with, which is true and makes sense. Uh, and then we expound, you know, from there. But tonight I don't have my notes. I don't have my book. And we'll just try to do that. And, and hopefully the Lord will uh, belittle me and strengthen me in his word that um, we can have that tonight. Um, and I, I pray, Lord, that you will do that uh, and let no flesh get any glory um, for the teachings on tonight. Lord, I thank you. And I, I want to say this before we start. Uh, I just found out something I think last week. It was it was it blew my mind. And I have been reading the Bible for years, you know. And, and and generally we just open the Bible and we read and we try to study that part and walk with it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what I found out and what God gave me. And I pray that God gave me this was that out of all my years of of, of reading and studying, I found out what makes sense to me and how to learn more. And that is studying the Old Testament, right, about what was written of Jesus by the prophets, by Moses, the prophets, uh, and the Psalms about him, what was written in the Old Testament, all the way to Malachi, from Genesis to Malachi, and then skipping the four Gospels and reading from the book of Acts all the way to the last book 
but not reading Revelation. And then when I did all that and I started reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four Gospels made so much sense. And it was written in plain letters to understand. So, if you know, I'm, I'm just saying that's, that's what did it for me. And I, I'm, I'm finishing up John now after going through the Old Testament and the New Testament, starting at Acts, I think, to the book of Jude before Revelation. And then going to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It, it's just it's so plain now. It's as if uh, Jesus is in your face telling you and explaining to you and revealing to you what these gospels mean. It just I, I be trying to tell my wife about what I'm learning now, and and she she's she's excited, but I don't know if she comprehends really what I'm trying to say. And, and the book of John is so much direct than the book of Matthew. Uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Mark, and, and Luke. It is so direct, and so what Jesus said, and it was finally witnessed by John. Uh, all, oh my God! Anyway, I'm just blabbing right now. So no, you're not. Go ahead. Finish with your. With, with your I'm, I'm just, I'm just blabbering. I'm, you know, I'm ex- when I get excited like that, I can't really say what I mean to say. I just blurt stuff out so but anyway but you're helping us and you're helping others um how you learned because you read the bible several times and now that you're reading it again and the way that you read it through the old testament first through genesis through malachi maybe that'll help somebody else and help me and others to go back and read the bible um, not the way we I'm not even going to say not the way we were taught Because there's no wrong way to read the Bible But it's the, the understanding the Bible More clearly How God gave it to you May help us and other other people To understand it Because it can be confusing at times If you're reading it And if you're um, If you don't know Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, this, so the reason why I say that Is that reading the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi, and then skipping Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, and going straight to the book of Acts when the churches were formed. And scriptures of the Old Testament are in the New Testament in the book of Acts of what Jesus had said and what was about to happen to Jesus, what became of Jesus. And then you go all the way through the other books of Peter, James, John, Jude, uh, and, and, and then you get before you, and don't read the book of Revelation yet, but you go through everything from Acts all the way to the last book before the book of Revelation, and you'll see how the churches were formed, how they preached, what they said, and what Jesus had done uh, to to com- to help them conform to those churches or or, or create those churches. And, and you got to understand the the gospel, the four gospels were not written instantly. They was written at starting, uh, or, or they was written with the information from the book of Acts and beyond. They were written years later after Jesus had re- been resurrected. So you have to go through what the, what the apostles went through and the writers went through of the New Testament to understand the Gospels. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to y'all. It does. It makes a lot of sense. 
And, and then when you go to the Gospels that was written years later after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you'll understand why they why the Gospels are as they are. What 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 Matthew wrote and how he wrote it. What Mark wrote and how he wrote it. What Luke wrote and how he wrote it. You know, he was the physician that hung out with Paul. And how he wrote it. And then John, how he wrote his book. And his book is a crown jewel. We we call the Apostle Paul's books crown jewels, but the book of Ju- the book of John is the crown jewels of Jews, and and that's what I'm going through now, from just studying the, the Old Testament versus the New Testament and the Gospels, three different things. But anyway, let's get let's get to where we at uh, from where we left off last week. My thank God, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. These are the kind of conversations that we have, y'all. And he'd be so deep, it just loses me every time. And he has to always come back and explain it to me. But this is, these uh, are the conversations that we have. I, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just, I, I'm, a, I'm a student that loves to go to class at my age. I just, and I love that even when I was, Younger, going through uh, junior high, high school, and all that. But look, let's. Uh, all right, so Nani, my middle daughter Vanessa, where did we stop at, sweetie? On our teachings from last week, we stopped, we stopped at, at twenty. At twenty, okay. So I didn't mean to bore you, sweetie. No, you didn't. You did. Uh, I just know that I'm. I'm me reading the whole. Genesis to Malachi, then going down, skipping through the Gospels, going to Jude—that sounds like a lot of reading, but yeah. But it go real quick, though. It go real quick. So if you start at Genesis, just just start it and just read daily. Just read, you know, as much as you can daily, and and then close your Bible, and then mm-hmm. read the next, and but keep going in order uh, as it goes. So. What I'm going to do tonight, we're in James, I think, chapter 2, verse 15, where we started last week. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read just those verses right quick, and then we'll go back 14. to 12. 14, baby, 14. Huh, 14? Okay, mm-hmm. 14. Let me see. Man, I missed my notes. Okay, so we started last week at James, chapter 2. We started at verse 14, and we stopped at verse 20. Okay. All right, so I'm going to just read those verses, and we go right into 20, verse 21. So James chapter 2, starting at verse 14. What does it profit, of, uh, what does it profit my brother? So a man say he have faith and have not works. Can faith save him? What, what James is getting at is, when you're converted, when you're saved, the works should follow as Jesus did the works. Your works should follow that you help people because you're changed now, all right? And verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of food, uh, daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, and what does it profit? So James is saying, 
you know, you run across somebody that needs something and say they need food or whatever, and they don't have clothes or they have, you know, the wrong clothes or the bad clothes, or, you know, depending on the season of the year, and you just give them some food or you give them a jacket, I mean, what have you done? Have you created an environment for them to sustain themselves that when you're not in their presence, you know, and a lot of times, you know, people come up with issues or have issues in their lives, and they'll say, pray for me. And we'll say a little prayer, and we'll move on about our business, knowing that they may have told you what they actually are going through, and we got means to help them to sustain them in what they're going through, and we don't do that. But we take the easy way out and say, yeah, I pray for you. And how many people actually pray for you when they say that? Even on Facebook and all these social media things, you know, people say pray for my family because this, that, and the other. You know, girl, I'm going to pray for you, son. I'm going to pray for you. Okay, so have, did you pray? Did you actually truthfully pray and believe in your prayer? So people in passing, ah, thank you, Jesus. People in passing are not always just passing. And we don't know if God is putting in front of us the passing of people and what we do to gain their attention to stop the passing. To lay something in their life to bless them that would carry them a step further. Anyway, anyway. Anybody got anything? No. Oh. Okay. All right. So verse 17 of James uh, 2, verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So what James is trying to do is explain to, to, to somebody that, okay, yeah. And, and the Bible doesn't say that you have to have works to believe and when you believe in the name of Jesus Christ. But when you say you believe in the name of Jesus Christ and your life has changed, it should be works that come after that is what James is trying to say. It should be that you're trying to help somebody because you got help. So faith, uh, even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. So a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm, uh, what's the saying? I, I tend to try to forget what people used to say or still say in church. Uh, I'm saved and filled. What is it? Saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You say that. You say that. But you're one of the main ones that keep up issues in church. You're one of the main ones that when you get out of church, it's a different story. So, so what James is saying, yeah, you can say you have faith, but where's your work after that? And that's what James is saying right now. So people say, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, blah, blah, blah. That don't mean nothing if you don't have works, is what James is saying. All right? The brother of Jesus is what he is saying. Even so, faith in verse 17, if it have not works, is dead being alone, being by itself. Verse 18, yea, a man may say that thou has, uh, uh, that has faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works, how I live my life. What you see me doing, not trying to show you anything, but if you look at me, this is what I'm doing. So I'm not set, I'm not waking up in the morning to see if you're looking at me. 
I'm not waking up in the morning to see if you're paying attention to me. What I'm doing is waking up in the morning or whatever golf place is in front of me to do, or I see it needs, that situation needs help. That's my work. That's what I'm doing. I'm not worried about you and how you think of me. And we got to get out of the respect of people or persons. We have to get out of respect of what they think about me and what I do. We got to, we got to get out of that because we'll tend to do what they expect us to do so they can be happy and correct, uh, correct, congratulate us and pat us on the back. We got to be careful of that. Of what people think of you. God never respected any person or any person or any people. He does what he do because it's right and it's holy. So, yay, uh, 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 yay, y'all, y'all got anything for keep going? It kind of reminds me, nope. just said, it reminds me of when God was saying about fasting. Yes, this is a specific, but it just reminds me of how if you're looking for pats on the back, God will make sure you get your pats, but don't expect nothing more than that. Like, you'll get your pants oh. on the back, that's fine. But if you want the overflow and want what God has, you do things in private to get blessed openly. But if you do it openly just to be doing it openly, you'll get your pants on the back, but that's it. Oh, my God. That's good. That's good. Ricky, you got anything? Nope. Just to respect the person, it talks about it in the in the beginning of that um chapter and you have respect oh, anyway you talk about respect the person it is it's just funny that you said that i don't know if you read it or not but it's in the in the, the beginning of that chapter oh is it and congrats yeah it's, it's, it's saying it's saying so in so many words um the person that um that have a lot you're gonna sit them up in the pulpit but the other person that don't have a lot you're just gonna tell them you know don't even come in the church mm-hmm. you know and having respect the person and that just put me in in mind of one of my rich friends came to church, and, and she don't dress rich at all, not at all. And you wouldn't even know she was rich. But mm. they just disregarded her when she came into the church. And then when they found out she had a swimming pool, now, you know, uh, one of the persons came over. Oh, can I? They went to her house. She had like 24 acres. They came over to her house uh, when um, we had a baptism at her house. Oh, could I have, um, could I have, oh, you got so many uh, fishing rods. Could I have one? Me and my husband love to go fish. She said, no, ain't you the same one who told me to sit on the other side of the church? And oh, she wow. rolled like that. And she and she called her out and told her, no, she can't have a fishing pole. Okay, so you have to be careful how you treat people because you don't know. You could be um, entertaining angels in a prayer. Um, yeah. Okay, so don't have respect for people. If somebody don't smell like you or look like you, you can't treat them any kind of way. Because God didn't have yeah. respect for person. And it talks about that in the, in the beginning of the chapter. We're talking okay. about uh, fine arraignment and a, a gold ring and apparel. Just because right, somebody right, have a, right. you know, you can't do that. Right. Amen. 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 Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. So we had verse, okay, verse 18. We just review one, and we're going to go and try to finish all of this tonight. Uh, so verse 18 of James, uh, second chapter, yay. A man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So, you know, you see people doing great things. You see people taking care of one another. Those are works after they have been saved, after they have believed on the name of Jesus Christ. You know, and, and, and I'm, don't get me wrong when I say that, that you have to have work. The Bible don't say that. The Bible says just believe in the name of Jesus Christ. But when you believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the works will follow. 
Okay? All right? So verse 19, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So just because you believe that there's one God, the devils also, and, and James is saying just because you believe there's one God, James is saying also the devils also believe that too. So he's saying, in other words, what makes you different than the devil? Just because you believe. If your words don't follow, you just as the devil and believe it. Right? And you'll end up as the devil going to end up in hell. So verse 20, but wilt thou know? So wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? What happens when we enter into sin? What comes uh, when sin is fulfilled? Death. So just like the devil believes in God, right, and you say you believe, but you have no works, it is sin unto death. All right? So let's go into verse 21 where we stopped at last week of James' second chapter. James' second, cha- uh, second chapter, verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered up, offered Isaac, his son, hold on, upon the altar. <laughs> so what James is doing? So so to to go back, uh, if you go back to Acts and all the other New Testament books, and you read about James, and you read about the apostles. You read about Apostle Paul and his books is what God revealed to them. And in the Gospels and <laughs> the book of John, God had to reveal to them the scriptures. So when they went to preach of him, them being eyewitnesses, when he started his ministry and when the ministry stopped, them being eyewitnesses, uh, they knew of the scriptures that God or Jesus revealed to them so that they could preach the gospel as a witness of physically seeing Jesus Christ, if that makes sense to y'all. So while they were preaching in the book of Acts and beyond until the book of Revelation, they were bringing up scriptures that had already been written before they wrote the gospel, that they could write the gospels with these scriptures. That Jesus opened up their mind and he said, when I leave, I will send you the Holy Ghost. That's in the book of John. I will send you the Holy Ghost to remind you of what I said. <clears throat> and and that's, 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 that's another subject. That's, a, that's something else. All right. Was not Abraham our father justified by words? When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar So we know the story Of when God told Abraham To sacrifice his son Or to offer up his son And we know that uh, The works of Abraham was, was, was implemented When he just followed the word of God And God had already told him That a generations will be Of you uh, uh, And Abraham was 75 years old When this first started he was already an old man, and it was one hundred. It was one hundred years old that he had his first son, Isaac. And now God is saying, "Offer up your your only son." 
Now, a lot of us wouldn't have been able to get through that because we old. We already saw a miracle through my wife, Ricky, that we had a, okay, we had a son, Isaac. And now you want me to sacrifice my son. How would that look or how would that feel And you at the age you are, even though God created a miracle that you can have that son at that age, and, and then God is asking you to sacrifice your son to him? Any, any comments? Just that it's crazy, and I probably couldn't do it, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I could have done it. I don't think I could have done it. But see, it's the faith that God places in us to believe His word, His every word, right? And you got to have a strong enough belief in God that whatever He say to do, you do. Clearly I, identified that that's the word of God. That's a rough one. Y'all already okay, know I, like I took both of my sons up there. Huh? But mom. I said y'all already know I would have took both of my sons up there. And the daughters. <laughs> but anyhow, mom. <laughs> I like so you, I like this. To... Rick, so you you love to give to God a lot, but you'd have done too much then. See? Mm-hmm. All is what you're doing sometimes, and you ain't got to offer what you offer all the time. You know, your offer is hurt me when I know about it. I was like, good Lord, baby, that much? You know, I like no, that. It, Go ahead, babe. I like that the example that he's giving is a different kind of deed, a different kind of work. It's like a spiritual work, as far as like your your relationship with God should really show of not just believing in Him, but your you know your actions. And if God tells you to do something no matter how outrageous or crazy is your faith built for that is your faith strong enough is your faith to the point where it's like lord i know this is crazy but if you spoke it i know you got me on the other side you know what i'm saying like i, I like the, the i like this example because it's a very spirit like you know it just tests our actual faith like our faith I don't know. Like it's a perfect. Well, and everybody, everybody has a measure of faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. But guess what? Each faith should get stronger and stronger. And more, and the more experiences you have with God and God coming through for you, baby, your faith will be so strong. Can't nobody, your, your, can't nobody touch your faith because God. Every, y'all already know. You have to. You just have to stay connected. Just stay connected. Listen to God. Make sure it's God. Okay, and I, 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 I promise you, God is going to. Your faith will get stronger and stronger the more you believe on Him and in Him with all your heart. Make sure your heart is pure and clean, with no strife, no envy, no nothing. Just keep your heart right, and God, your faith will soar. But you have to step out on it. You can't just have faith and just hold on to your faith. It has to be. It, you have. It has to. It has, you have to show. Your faith is shown. It's proven. In your works, your works is doing. Okay, is your works is doing. Amen. Amen. So just think of faith as a seed planted in you that has to grow. Hopefully that makes sense. So. Yes, and it makes. And guess what? The word makes it grow. The word, 
the more you read, the more you understand God, the more you fall in love with him, the more that you get intimate with him, you start trusting. You start That's just like a child um, having faith in, his dad, in, in your dad. You could come to your dad for anything. Just think of God as your dad right now. There's nothing that your dad would not do for none of y'all. God is, is, is 20, 50, uh, 1,000 times better than your dad. Your dad used to hold you guys on the palm of his hand and hold your, his hand up in the air. I would turn my head because I, I already said in my mind, if this man dropped one of my babies, it's going to be me and him. But y'all trusted y'all dad so much, and y'all didn't be up there laughing with him in the, in the palm of his hand, with his arm reached out in a locked lock position up in the air, with y'all in his hand. And y'all laughing. Okay, y'all have that much faith in y'all dad that he wasn't going to drop y'all, that y'all up there laughing in his hands. And that's the way I look at faith. Okay, and y'all still have that same trust in him to this day with y'all whole life. Some people can't even sleep in the car when their dad is driving. Y'all have that much faith that y'all can even sleep in the car when he's driving across the country. Or down to Florida, I should say, or to Maryland or wherever. Y'all have that much faith, and that's how much we should trust God to have to, to take, take take the will, whatever our will may be. Lord, I'm putting my putting this situation or whatever in your hands. I have trust and I have faith in you that you're gonna work it out, or whatever. And that's how I live my life. And I urge you guys, whoever listening, live your life to to, to that capacity of of having the faith. In because he has us in the palm of his hand. And we don't have to worry about him dropping us. And we don't have to turn our head. And when you pray for your kids and leave them in God's hand, believe that they're in there. They're in God's hand. You don't have to keep looking back and wishing that he don't drop them. He got them. So whatever you're praying for and whoever you're praying for, leave it in God's hand. Have faith that he will work it out. It may not look good. The preacher preached last week. It may not, it may not, it's all good. Whatever it is, it's all good. If you prayed about it, if you're going to pray about it, don't, don't worry about it. If you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. Okay? Amen. 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 So each one of my kids, when they were younger, they didn't have faith. They were babies just learning how to stand up. And I would put their feet in my hand while they're standing up without holding their shoulders or nothing, and I would balance them back and forth with my hand as they stood up. All that is is coming to God in a childlike faith, coming to God as children, not knowing what's right and wrong and being gullible to anything. And that's how we should become, that's how we should come to God, not as adults, but as children. And not even know what trust means. Oh, okay. Just come me, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't mean that. Somebody have some? So that, that's what that was at that time. And that's how we ought to come to God as children. But anyway, so we're in James chapter 2. We had started at verse 14 last week, and we're trying to finish up this week. Uh, I think we just went through verse 21. I think we had 22. Yes, you are. Okay. 
uh, James uh, chapter 2, verse 22. Seest thou how faith wrought with works? Well, well, let's go 21 22. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, being that it was his only son, and doing it because God said do it? Right? So verse 22. Seeing thou have faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. So believing in the word of God and him telling you what to do, even if you don't understand what he's telling you to do, even if he's saying uh, uh, sacrifice your only son, seest thou have faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made whole. So that's why James had brought up Abraham and what he did and what God asked him to do, right? He was going to commit his only son to death, committed unto God, sacrificing his son unto God. And when he did that, he started on his journey with his son, and he was going to the mountain or the place God told him to go to, and he was actually in the act of getting ready to put the knife. He had the knife up in his hand, going to kill his son for, to sacrifice to God. And, and, and out of the angel called out, Abraham, Abraham, I am here, Lord. And God knew or saw his faith by his works. And we're talking about faith that has works, a work that has faith. So God saw his his faith in believing in the word of God to do the work that God asked him to do physically, and he was getting ready to commit it with the knife up in the air to kill his son Isaac, his first and only son, who God had told Abraham, a nation is going to be born of you. And he only had that one son that was truly from him and his wife Sarah. He was going to kill him. God said, Abraham, Abraham. And he stopped. And God provided for Abraham a sacrifice. That's another story. But his works were were committed by his faith in what God said. And James was talking about faith without works is dead. So that's why he brought up Abraham to show that Abraham had faith through his works. Mm. <laughs> There wasn't no Jesus at that time to say, I believe in the name of Jesus. But his faith, proved by God through his works, uh, because he believed God. All right, so verse 20, anybody got anything before we move to verse 20? Yes, I want to read it in the version I have. It says, for verse 22, it says, so you you see that what he believed and what he did were working together. What he did made his faith complete. Like, I, y'all know I have to read it in another version to really break it down, but I love this. this read it one more time because it says, "So you see that what he believed and what he did were working together. What he did made his faith complete. So, like, believing is one side. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I trust you. Yeah, I have faith, but the work." Is what made the faith complete. Do you really? Is what you believe? Like, do you really believe? Do you really have faith? Like, it made it complete by putting the work behind it. Because Abraham all day could say, "Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you." But when he heard to sacrifice his son, he could have been like, "Yeah, but I don't trust you that much." You get what I'm saying? So it made his yeah. faith complete, like come full full circle by putting the work behind it. Yes. Yes. How how pro- how proud do you think God was of Abraham? I know God was 
confusing. I know God was just like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm so, like, that's yeah. my dog. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and just thinking of that, I don't I don't know if I could have done that, you know, because the times and, and time and chance is for every man. The 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 area of your life what you live in now, like we live now in a fast society, blah blah blah, and, and if God plainly speaks out and tell you to do something that's contrary to what you know, contrary to not what you believe, but contrary to what you actually do in life. Could you actually do it? Abraham at that time, I don't know if it was just less going on, you know. They didn't have social media, but they could have had a lot of other things going on in the world, uh, in his walkings or whatever. But he believed God from the start when he was at the age of 65, and God said, leave your family and go here. And, And Abraham never knew where he was going. He just started going. So at the beginning when God spoke to him to leave his father, leave his family, and he took a lot with him, his nephew, and they went walking, not knowing where he's going. But in his journeying, right, God said that I'm going to make a, a nation is going to come out of you. And then when uh, one son is born, he said, well, give me your son now. I need you to sacrifice him on to me. And Abraham did as God said. Thinking that, and, 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 and in studying that, Abraham thought that God would raise him from the dead, or that God would provide a way for his son, or God would provide a way for his vision that he gave Abraham that a nation would come out of him. So his faith wasn't spoken of until his works were done. I hope you caught that. <laughs> his faith wasn't spoken of. And see, it, 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 mm. now the books of the prophets, the books of the gospel, the books of, of Acts, and all all the way down to the Book of Jude, were books written inspired of God to be wrote. He said, "Am I?" These folks didn't just write books; they wrote as they was uh, compelled of God to write. So God had to mention to James. Okay, we need to talk about Abraham and his faith. And Abraham to this day is still being spoken of because of his faith. And why is it it because of his faith? Because his works proved his faith. The book of James is talking about the book of about having faith and having works that will uh, uh, provoke your faith. Your faith has to be provoked sometimes. You can't just say I have faith and keep moving and going to work and driving and doing all kinds of stuff and just ain't nothing going on and you just have faith. Every time somebody turn around and talk to you, you say, oh, well, I thought I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't. You, mm, it ain't no action. There's some, there's some works out there that prove a whole lot of faith, faith for folks. There's some works out there going on that even if they don't even know Jesus Christ, they're the same works we ought to do because we know Jesus Christ. There's some folks that are so nice in the world that by their works and we see them working to help other people, we would think they're a child of God. And then when you talk to them, oh, they don't even know God. They're just doing this automatically. But if you could get them to know Jesus Christ, good Lord, the works that God put on them to do before they knew him and the works they're going to do after they know him, oh, my God. So anyway, Amen. anyway. Amen. Anyway, Amen. I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. 
You can have people naturally talented in the world for sports. You get them a football, they just naturally just do good. But if they had been coached prior to you meeting them, and then you meet them after they've been coached, and the talents that they have, you could take that to the to the Super Bowl. So you understand what I'm telling you? There's some people that do some works right now that inspire us because we know Jesus Christ and we did in our work that inspire us to do works. And just bring them aboard, bring them aboard with you. Just tell them about the name of Jesus. Tell them about who Jesus is and what he represents and what he did. And then they believe on the name of Jesus and get baptized, saved, right? Get saved and baptized. Their works is going to be tremendous after that. Greater things would you do? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Look, and they and they can do greater works because they got the means to do it. They got, they're already doing the works you ain't doing that you should right. be doing. They're doing it better than you and don't even know Jesus. When Jesus walked this earth, he said, like, he, he, he didn't came, he didn't come to save. He came to save the sick and the lost. See, so at that time, in Jesus' time, it was already people doing righteous stuff. Already doing righteous stuff. Righteous stuff. Righteous stuff. He didn't say I'd be. Uh, anyway, I can't remember what that what that what that saying is. Okay, uh, where we at? Where we at? Uh, we at verse twenty four, I think. Okay. Uh, let's read twenty three and twenty four of James uh, second chapter. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed. God. Oh, we all twenty three. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. See? So by his works, having not having to believe in Jesus Christ, but just believing in what God told him to do as his walk was daily with God, his works, uh, God committed faith on him, that he had faith. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God because what God told him to do with his son. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was faith, he was called the friend of God. See, that that's that's cold right there. That's cold. Are this you, talking about, the, are you huh? talking about the scripture? I come not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, thank you. And, and so it was still it was people righteous already when Jesus was walking this earth already. It doesn't say if they believe in the name of Jesus Christ or nothing. It just says. It just says. It says that what Jesus said. I came to call. What, what did it say, Ricky? Tank. I come not to call the righteous, but the sinners to um, repentance. It, it makes you think that 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 God had already had people implanted. Follow me on this. And it said nothing of in the scriptures that them folk, them folk already believed in the name of Jesus Christ. That Because believing in the name of Jesus Christ is the only way we'll be saved, right? So it, it, it leads me to believe that it was already people planted by God to be righteous. And not necessarily meaning uh, had to say that they believe in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know that. I don't know that. But by just what you read. 
And what that means is that I came to save sinners. So evidently there was already people planted or in place because we all have a predestinated destiny in Jesus Christ and God of where we are in our life at any, any year, any time in history to now, already predestinated by God. So there had to be already righteous people. Oh, oh, my God, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Joseph, the husband of, thank you, Jesus, Joseph, the husband of Mary, was considered righteous. Hmm. That's crazy. And it says nowhere in the book, in the Bible, where he gave, oh, my God. Oh, that's, ooh, that's another study. I have to read, finish reading the book of John and then study that. Well, what about Noah? Well, he's considered righteous. Oh, my. It's just so many. Mel, was it Mel, oh, Mel, Noah, Mel, Noah believed God when God told him to build a heart. And it had never rained on earth yet. So, it, it, you know, a nigga like me was like, what you mean build a heart? What's that? What's a boat? What are we talking about? Because they had no... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It had never rained on earth. So why build what you talking about, God? And it took him years to do it. In the meantime, when God first gave that to, Mo, uh, to Noah, Noah was still preaching to the people. And it, God gave time for And it took so long for him to build that ark that God gave people the time to refrain from what they was doing. And they had not yet refrained from what they was doing. And when the day came when the ark was finished and the rain came, the windows of heaven was open and the depths of the springs were open and it started flooding the earth, people died. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it, it, the, hmm, I'm going to have to study that to where these folk that it's not written that they gave their life for Christ or that they believed in the name of Jesus Christ but were considered righteous. Why was they, oh, I already got the answer. They were considered righteous because of their works. All right, we can leave that alone. That's, that's the answer right there. Their works prove their faith in what God said to do. All right, so, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's finish up. So, Second uh, James, Second chapter of James, verse 24. Oh, let's read 23 and 24 so we can get a, a, a hot I highlight the 20, 24. And the scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed God and it was computed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. And verse 24, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Your works should follow your faith. Right? You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Verse 25, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. So this was a messenger that uh, was it Mo yeah, Moses sent for to go check the city where they was getting ready to come to. Uh, the people of Israel that were coming out of Egypt and they got to this place where they sent spies out to scout the land and look at the land 
and Rahab the harlot or Rahab the host, uh, yeah, took these people in, not regarding her own life from the king that would have killed her for doing such a thing, but did it for these guys that were righteous. Those are her works. Her works completed her faith. Uh, so you can tell me she is considered righteous. This hoe is considered righteous. Yes. Because of her, because of what she did. Yes. So that means God can use a hoe. Huh? And call her righteous. <laughs> what? Woo. I'm Say it again. This is one of my favorite. Um, one of my favorite uh, people in the Bible. Uh, Rahab the hoe. Can you her? Okay, and consider her righteous. What so, do you think of us? So, we, about her, it does not explain why she did this. It does not explain when she was converted. It does not explain the circumstances of why she did what she did, right? But because Israel were God's people at the time, right? Just Israel at the time, the Jews at the time. When Moses sent them out to spy that land, community, right? That uh, stronghold that had walls up to protect them inside from the outside people, God sent them or Moses sent them to spy out the land and when they got caught up with the people of the land, her works were justified when she received them and had sent them out another way, out of the expectation of the people of the route that the messengers were supposed to go to so they could be healed. So she sent them out another way because of her works in doing that for God for God's people. She was justified. And, and a lot of times, God will, just like he did with her, will consider our family because of our work. Because her whole family was saved after that. Who was in the house? But you have to stay in the house. Did she not? Or did, did it not? Or did they not? We, we, am I, we am got... I speaking a foreign language? I'm still on topic. Say that again, sweetie. I'm I'm still on topic. Her family, they told her, whoever is in the house, they told her to throw out um, the red scarlet. And if you if you if they when they see the red scarlet that represents the blood of Jesus, oh my goodness, they were gonna pass by. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Her whole family was saved. Because of her obedience. Uh-huh. Okay? Because of her obedience. Because of her faith. Her whole family can be saved. If you just believe, if you just take the, take the first step for your family to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you take the first step. Under the sound of my voice, you take the bull by the horn. You be that example on what faith looks like. What Christ looked like. It can save your whole family. Just like this hoe. If he, if he can use a hoe, he can use a pimp, he can use a prostitute, a drug dealer, anybody. 
God don't have no respect of person. It's in the first part of this chapter. He don't care about our past. That's why it was so important that he put it in this book right here, right now. To let the whole world know. It don't matter what your background. It don't matter who, what your mama was, your daddy was, or what you even doing right now. If you believe and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose on the third day, ask him to come into your heart. If you don't have faith, ask him, Lord, help. If you might have, have some faith, but have him to help your unbelief. It's some things that you don't believe about the word or about Christ, even about yourself. Ask God to help your unbelief. And if you don't believe at all, ask God to help you through the Blue X, the, the World Blues broadcast. Tune in. Get in your word. Read your word daily. My husband gave you an easy way to, to, to dissect this Bible. You don't have to do it the traditional way, from Genesis to, to Revelation. You don't have to do it that way. And you don't even have to do it his way. Ask God to pray and ask God to lead you and guide you on how to read your Bible. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. If you don't get in your word and, and, and hear the word that's being preached, you're going to be lost. And your family. I urge you. I beg you. I don't care what your background is. This was a whore, a prostitute, that God delivered her whole family, saved her whole family through her obedience and her faith. Amen. 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 So we got one verse left. Nani, you got anything? Uh, obviously, you got anything before we do the last verse? Um. Yes. Um. Sometimes, like, I be feeling like, man, I'm not, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I have so much dirt on my record. A lot that other people know, and some things that only me and God know. But at the end of every day, not even at the end, during the day, I just have to keep reminding myself: if God can forgive me, I can forgive myself as well. Amen. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome because a lot of folks can't forgive themselves for what they do. And God, you know, last year forgave you already. You know what I mean? That's just good. That's where depression sets in. And ain't ain't no need for depression if God forgave you. Wow. That was was powerful. Powerful. Okay, so last verse verse of James chapter 2, verse 26. Oh. We'll read verse 25 and 26, and we'll be done for the night. For 25, like also, likewise also was not Rahab the heart justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. So verse 26, last verse, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So if you ain't got no spirit or soul in your body, the body is dead. The body is of no use to house anything else. Is you're dead. You're in the grave. So faith without works is dead also, is what James said. You can say I have faith, but let me show you my faith by my works. Is how he began. Let me show you who I am and what I believe in because how I was saved and what God forgave me for and how I proceed forth in my life. 
I might not mention God another day in my life, but my work's going to show that God was in my, is in my life. You ain't got to go around saying I'm saved, uh, what is saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. You ain't got to prove to no, no person that you saved. You can prove that you got something in you of God by your works. And you got some folk out there that will say all this, that, and the other, who they are, when they got saved, baptized, what time it was, and this, how long they've been in church, and this, that, and the other, and, and you don't see nothing in them. As a matter of fact, every opportunity that comes up, they got something to say that's negative. Or you see them leading somebody wrong. Or you see them treating somebody wrong. Or you see them wanting something done in their order, in the way they see things need to be done. And it's just rude. And it makes you uncomfortable to be around somebody that got the devil in them. And see, your spirit of God is not is not comfortable being around something that's evil. And you're going to get something in you that's going to disturb you. If you're doing the works of God and you feel uneasy around somebody, check them. Check them. And And it'll confirm to you that they ain't got nothing of God in them. And I'm not saying that you're holier than thou. I'm not saying that because every day is a walk. Every day is a test that becomes a testimony of when you get through today. So don't go around walking like you just sat in the other and all that. Don't do that. Just do the works that God put before you that he can't physically do himself, but he can do it through you. So be careful and where you think you are and where you think other people are. What you can be sure about is the works of you and the works of others. That's it. And don't promote yourself because of the work you do. Then your faith is in vain. But the only thing you promote is Jesus Christ, not yourself. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. So that's that. Um. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just do what you're supposed to do and then go a little bit further. Stop complaining about what somebody ain't doing. It may not be their job to do it. But if you see there's a job need to be done, you need to fill that spot. Mm. And ain't nobody going to work like you work. Some may work harder than you. Some may work less than you. But you can't complain about some other bodies, somebody else's work. Just do the work you was called to do. And the work that they do less than you fills the spot, keeps it going. And the person that works more than you fills the spot and keeps it going. you just plugging in your hole. And if your work fails, then it all work stumbles until somebody can be replaced by you to do the work. Don't hurt. Don't halt the work of God. Don't halt it. Do your part so the train can keep moving. So James said, faith without works is dead. Show me, he said, show me by thy faith, and I'll show you by my works. Now, again, I'm not saying that you can't go to heaven without works. I'm not saying that. Because the Bible says in Romans that all you got to do is believe in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that. Because 
of the two people that was hung with Jesus, one on his left, one on his right, it speaks nothing of the works that one of them did. It speaks nothing of them having to go to K&G's and buy a suit with gators and go to church. It says nothing of them having to go to Bible study or Bible school or to church every Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday that they to be saved. It says nothing of him having to be in meetings at church to be saved. It says nothing of him having to be in a financial committee or anything else in church. He just happened to be on the cross with Jesus when uh, he confessed his faults or he confessed the faults of him and his and his partner that was hung with him, right, on the cross. And, and all he did was turn to Jesus and say, Lord, remember me when thou comest into paradise, to your uh, paradise. No, he said, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So this don't put stipulation on what we have to do, what we should do, what we ain't done, and what we got to do. Put stipulation on if you're yet still on the earth, believe in the name of Jesus Christ, and the works shall follow to what you believe. Mm. All right. So that's it for tonight. DJ oh. want to say something. I didn't know DJ was on. What's up, grandson? Go ahead. What you got? Hello. And why why you didn't take the trash bags out when you was here last Sunday? Go ahead. What you got? I did. But uh uh I got uh I heard that the topic was about faith, so like today I just wanna give an example. I had faith today because I was playing against I was I had football practice today and I was going against like three big dudes. And, like, the first time I ran one of them over, and, like, I was just praying that I could do it. But then the second time, I don't know. And then the second time, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't knock them down? Nah, second time I got folded. <laughs> yeah, but you had to save. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's all right. You still good. You had faith to do it. You have faith to do it, grandson. I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Huh? I'll be over there with this weekend to help you with the trash. I mean, I don't need no help with the trash, but I'm just saying if you're here. <laughs> yes, sir. Trash, but if you're in the house, I shouldn't have to lift no trash. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate that, man. All right. So that's it for tonight. We ran over a little bit because of my wife giving those long, long, long uh, testimonies and what she thought and said. Uh, she stayed on track tonight, though, which I, I love. But she did, you know, she was a little long-winded. For both not your wife. So we, we know. I know we, you we were talking. Which, huh? I said, I know you're not talking. Me? Yes, Me you. or, your, or your mom? I'm teaching. So anyway, anyway, I appreciate everybody that was on tonight or is on tonight. Don't know how many, if any at all. But I thank uh, Elder Oliver for this platform, Chaos Walk Talk Radio. Uh, and may God continue, as I said earlier, before when we first started, may God continue to, to see to your health, uh, see to your family, and see to the way of your life, uh, that he continues to bless you and your family, uh, your lovely wife, uh, 
May he cherish what you're doing in your work, uh, which he has given you. And uh, you have many different platforms that you have invited people to be on, uh, my family included. And I want to say thank you. And may God continue to bless you in doing what you do. Uh, I want to ask Vanessa, I want to ask my my wife to pray us out if she can do it within, you know, one minute and not go, you know, 15, 20 minutes, uh, if she can do that for us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another opportunity, Lord God, to be a witness, Lord God, for your people, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we will be hearers of your word and of your word and not just hearers only, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you for, we know that um, that we're not going to be a forgetful hearer, hearer, but a doer of your work, and we shall be called blessed in his in our deeds. Lord God, and I just want to say thank you, and I praise you, Lord God, for everything that you um, that, that was said on tonight. Lord God, let it prick somebody's heart, Lord God, to, um, to just have faith, not in themselves, but in you, Lord God. And those who have a little faith, Lord God, increase their faith, Lord God, in you, Lord God, so they can um, be that example for their family, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you, Lord God, for using them as you used um, um, the people in the Bible, Lord God, and let this word um, become alive in their lives as they read it, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you, Lord God, for increasing our faith, Lord God, and I just want to say thank you again. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 And good night.